0: Casting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio. Show. Talk show.
1: All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that network's refused to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for December the thirteenth in the year of our Lord two thousand and twenty-one. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. we got a lot of hard work ahead of us. I'll tell you that right now. Wow. Man, tyranny seems to be uh, rearing its ugly head everywhere as Americans don't understand how to stand up for the checks and balances. that don't know how to hold bureaucrats accountable and don't know how to jettison government programs. Literally at every turn it seems like we want government to solve every problem on the planet. We have it's insane It'll never work It is all about God family and country a whole lot about God and a whole lot less about government I'll tell you that right now. I want to do something different on the broadcast today. We're gonna to have Becky acres with us Becky acres as you know is a well-known freelance writer does a phenomenal job She's also the author of two incredible novels available now for Christmas if you hurry Hailstorm, that's one book about Nathan Hale, one of the greatest patriots the world's ever known. And Abducting Arnold, the other side of the Benedict Arnold story you probably never got to hear in your history classes, right? Anyway, the two new novels are available now. Now, I shouldn't say new novels. I guess they've been out for a bit. But, man, they're going to be new to you, and they're fun to read. They're educational as all get out. It's a novel setting, so that's where you get the fun to read part. But it's full of facts and full of information that you may not have hitherto been privy to. So check those out. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. Becky.
2: Thank you, Sam. It's always a pleasure and a privilege.
1: All right. I mentioned I want to do something slightly different. Normally I do the recap of the previous show and then I bring on my guests, but I want to start kind of change that uh, and use you as kind of the guinea pig for that. Um, so I'm going to bring up a bunch of topics that you may or may not have seen in the news. You may or may not have um, been able to dig into the stories. So if you need clarification on a a headline that I bring up and ask you about, please say so. I don't mind shedding more light on the topic. But I wanna do this because then it allows you to really uh, get four hours. Instead of just two hours during the broadcast today, you're gonna be able to cover four hours of news stories. What we covered on Saturday and what we're gonna cover today. So Saturday's recap of the broadcast starts now. And the unique new uh, venture we're trying here is we're just gonna have Becky respond to some of these headlines. Uh, and so the battle on Saturday, or the discussion, was really this idea that on one hand we find that coronavirus, or whatever you want to call it, COVID nineteen, or whatever the latest you know variant is, Delta, whatever, right? Um, that we we find that we're able to handle this better. Less people are dying, less people are going to the hospitals, for the most part. But yet Anthony Fauci and Joe Biden, these whacked out leaders of certain states are getting absolutely more and more tyrannical by the second. So it's kind of a diverging reality here and the headlines prove it. First headline says World Health Organization, quote, no deaths are the result of the Omicron variant to date. Uh, And the Epic Times was the author to release that story. All right, and I find that fascinating. Now uh, we hear in the news that Europe says they've had one death uh, for the Omicron, but really, so again, people are dying less going to the hospital less, they're not as sick, they're starting to deal with the coronavirus quite well, less deaths, but yet, instead of announcing that good news, Anthony Fauci's on MSNBC with whacked out Andrea Mitchell on vaccine mandates, and here's what Anthony Fauci says. Communal good trumps individual choice. (laughs) Communal good trumps individual choice. He says we really have to get people vaccinated. That's World Net Daily. These are the only two news organizations so far that I've seen really willing to report on this dichotomy. Okay. They then say why you can't find cheap at home COVID-19 tests. Well, cheap tests are easily available overseas, but they're not reliable and you can't find them in America. Why? Because the government says they didn't have the staff to review all the emergency authorization requested tests. So they simply never got around to it. And i look at that and i go what so they have emergency mandates operation warp speed so everybody gets a a experimental jab but yet we don't have uh, the the mojo the manpower to go ahead and and get these tests and make these tests available and then at the same time hey they mandated ventilators they literally ran around and forced companies to build ventilators where are they now yet oxygen (laughs) we say this again oxygen. Uh, compressed oxygen is illegal in America unless you have a government-approved prescription. Okay, uh, uh, Becky, this dichotomy is insane. The less it becomes a threat, the more tyrannical these thugs become. Your thoughts?
2: Yes, Sam. And part of the problem that we're dealing with is this is a cult. COVID has become a cult, and high priest is Fauci and uh, others. Um, you know, Biden and and uh, other. Officials in government and in public health. And let me just take a, a an aside here to blast public health, okay? It is a Marxist construct. It got going in the late 19th century after the influence of Karl Marx. Uh, it is a collective response from government. You'll never read about private public health bureaucrats. Uh, It's a collective response from government that looks at a community, which is absurd on its face, looks at a community from a medical point of view rather than individuals. Why is that absurd? Because all of us are so very different. If we weren't different physically, we wouldn't have to go to doctors for individualized attention. If most people in community were suffering from heart attacks, public health could just dispense the magic pill and all of us take it and we'd be fine. This is not what happens. One person's reaction to heart disease differs radically from another person's reaction. And that's how medicine came into being with practitioners who individually examine folks. So for public health now, to act as though all of us respond the same to a disease is absurd. They know this, okay? Anyone of any rationality can figure this out, but you're not going to find it acknowledged by the COVID cultists because they accept the pronouncements of government and of public health bureaucrats the way the rest of us accept the pronouncements from Holy Scripture. Okay, these people are cultists. I hear frequently from readers who are discouraged that they have tried to talk to family and they've tried to talk to friends and enlighten them on what's really going on. And I tell them, don't be discouraged. You're dealing with a cult. You can't expect to undo the effects of two years of brainwashing in a couple of conversations. And you also have to realize that many cultists don't want to go back to the real world. They prefer their fictions. They prefer an explanation that reduces the complexity of the world to a couple of easy-to-understand formulae, and it doesn't matter if those formulae are true or not. Okay? So, it you know, Sam, I, I've seen rejoicing various websites on the Internet, rejoicing that, Omicron is not going to be as virulent and I keep wanting to tell them but you don't understand it doesn't matter doesn't matter in the slightest what the facts are we're dealing with a cult and these people are not responsive to facts they are immune to logic I really am hopelessly think the only way we're going to free ourselves from this is to when they come at us with their jabs just offer to give them a shot back and i don't mean one with a
1: needle ladies and gentlemen sadly self-defense becomes front and center in this reality they used to say you know my body my choice now they've jettisoned that scenario over the cult and i think we simply need to fire the cult leader anthony fauci Uh, Rand Paul and others are trying to do that, but again, he's so dug in. He's been around so long. He's the highest-paid bureaucrat uh, in the United States government, and and you know what? Nobody's taking Rand Paul seriously enough to get it done, but if enough Americans pushed back, our greater numbers could change the game. It gets worse on this dichotomy that I highlight, though, Becky. Turns out that free pizza used to be a campaign promise uh, for kids in school. Hey, if you elect me to student body president, I'll make sure we get free pizza for lunch kind of stuff. Now, free pizza is being used by the Los Angeles Unified Government School District to get students vaccinated without their parents' permission. One kid uh, got a vaccine card, brought it home to mom, and she said, what the heck? And it turns out that they said, we'll give you free pizza if you get the vaccine. He did it. Uh, And then they basically said, don't tell your mommy or else we'll both get in trouble. And uh, now they got caught doing this. The mom didn't want the student vaccinated because he has all kinds of allergies and asthma and other things, and they felt like the vaccine may not be the best for him. Nevertheless, you literally have government schools now using pizza and treats to get kids vaccinated um, ignorantly and against the will and knowledge of the parents. This is openly happening in America today, Becky.
2: Yeah, and if they did this with sex, we'd call it procuring. What is the difference? They are trying to poison little kids who are defenseless, who cannot make decisions like this, who just don't have the emotional or mental maturity to decide. That's why the law everywhere recognizes that children under a certain age, and it can vary from state to state, but still, children under a certain age are under the authority of their parents. And interestingly, Sam, there's the... um, Locus parentis uh, doctrine that says schools stand in the place of the parent. Now, that's a total fiction, and your story just proves that.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, there's one thing you got to know, though, get your kids the heck out of government schools while you can. Their literal lives may depend on it. Becky Akers and Sam Bushman in seconds on Liberty Roundtable live.
5: Right, back
1: with you live, Becky Aker with me, ladies and gentlemen. Becky Akers, as you know well, well-known author, prolific writer, joins us on your radio as often as we have time to get her. So not only are they giving pizza away to get kids vaccinated, you know, when the government resorts to dishonest measures to push their agenda, you know there's a problem. You know the reason they don't want parents to know is because parents won't want their children vaccinated. Why? Because the evidence, the facts show that children, they don't need vaccinations. In fact, vaccinations are dangerous, uh, experimental. uh, And you know what? Parents don't know the damage that will be done from them, so they're naturally cautious. Furthermore, evidence shows that the vaccine can be worse for the child uh, than the coronavirus. Very few children die from the coronavirus unless there's very unique circumstances. And so they want to vaccinate everybody, but the parents don't want it. So they're saying, hey, let's drive a wedge between the parents and their children at government School using pizza or other treats as the, quote, wedge. It's dishonest as all get out, ladies and gentlemen. If that doesn't tell you something, I don't know what does. But it gets worse now because Matt Staver of Liberty Council, LC.org, is suing your government and the Pentagon and the DOD and everybody else. Why? Because busted. Military memo leaked. Looks like Joe Biden and his Department of Defense, DOD, is acting like it's above the law the bottom line is you've got military service members who don't want to take the jab the government's trying to force them to the courts have all ruled against Donald, um, biden on this and even the senate's voted against it nevertheless joe says ignore the law just keep going like a criminal like a thug dishonest as all get out uh, and so the battle's on well anyway matt staver and those guys sued and got the courts to say hey You're going to have to grant these religious and these uh, conscientious objector exemptions and everything else. And the military said, okay, we will. However, it turns out that the leaked memo shows, the judge said they didn't have to do that until January something or whatever. They're trying to push as many through as they possibly can before the deadline. Uh, And now Matt Staver caught them at it with a leaked memo. So, again, the dishonesty of your government is out of control, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Comment on that one, Becky?
2: (laughs) Well, government is always deceptive. It lies. That's its nature. We shouldn't be surprised by that. What should shame us is how we tolerate it. Um, Americans are just bending over backwards for these sociopaths, and I'm I'm just astounded. Um, Sam, I think everybody is aware of the patriots from January 6th who are locked up in D.C. Why aren't we marching on that prison to free them? There's a woman named Melissa Hansen in Minnesota who was jailed over the weekend. Do you know what her crime was? She continued to operate her cafe despite Emperor Waltz's uh, decree that all businesses shut down. They have been hounding and harassing this outstanding patriot for several months over her refusal to bow to tyranny. And do you know what she did as she was led away to prison for trying to earn a living, which, by the way, pays the salaries of all the worthless leeches who are persecuting her in government? She held up her hand, and she said, for freedom and liberty. I ask everybody to pray for this lady. I ask you to get online. You can find out her story. Uh, I just blogged about her at lourockwell.com. There's an address there where you can send her a Christmas card. She is a devout Christian. She is an outstandingly courageous patriot. We need to support her. And again, I ask, why aren't we marching on the official's and the jails that are holding these political prisoners? Why are we tolerating this? And Melissa Hansen is not alone now, granted. There are not her All right, so hold on. Her
1: name, her name is Melissa Hanson?
2: Melissa Hanson, H-A-N-S-O-N. I blogged about her at lewrockwell.com. Just get on there. Enter my name, Becky Akers, or enter uh, Melissa Hanson. I, I think that would probably be the better bet, and it will pop right up. So just enter Melissa Hanson at Lou Rockwell and you will find her address to send her a Christmas card. You could also try writing to the representative of her district. I'm sorry I haven't researched this yet, so I can't give you a name. But you could try writing to a representative of her congressional district as well as the two senators from Minnesota and protest the incarceration of this innocent woman who basically just kept trying to earn a living. I mean, this is unconscionable, and as I was saying, there aren't many Melissa Hansons out there, but there are a few. Why are we tolerating this? These people are political prisoners who are being tortured by the state. Why are we allowing this? Why aren't we marching on them? There are something like 320 million guns in this country, Sam, guns outnumber people. We we heavily— Outnumber all the thugs in government, all the armed goons that government employs, we heavily outnumber them. Why are we allowing them to push us around? It is time to depose these people. It's time to start shooting back. I don't say that lightly. I am not a person who enjoys violence. I have studied enough wars, whether World War II or the American Revolution, to understand the devastation and the utter havoc they, on, they wreak on people. I understand what I'm asking for, but I'm telling you the Marxists and totalitarians in power in this country will not relinquish their tyranny any other way. They must be taken out of office with force. They will not voluntarily leave. They have no better nature. You cannot appeal to their better natures. It is a fruitless endeavor to try to reason them out and to depend on the next election, as far too many patriots are doing, to restore everything. No, when have politicians ever been the answer to what we're we're suffering, okay, to depend on courts that are entirely corrupt, who socked the January 6th patriots into jail, who socked Melissa Hansen into jail in Minnesota, to depend on corrupt courts and corrupt judges to set right what the COVID con has done to this country, we're fools. We need to march on these people. We need to forcibly take back our freedom, and we need to defend those who are in political prisoners in this country. You know, Sam, I remember the days when we all laughed at Soviet Russia because they imprisoned dissidents. How are we any better? We are imprisoning dissidents, and we're worse. Than the russian people because we're armed they weren't we're worse than the german people they weren't armed we are why are we permitting these sociopaths to get away with this
1: ladies and gentlemen dateline minnesota the owner of the interchange wine and coffee bistro her name is melissa hansen was found guilty they say on all six counts of violating minnesota's covid 19 listen Orders, they don't say laws, they just say orders. Receiving a 90-day sentence in jail and a $1,000 fine. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Now, we've also covered um, a lady by the name of uh, Larvita McFarquhar, who's in Minnesota. Uh, We went to her restaurant, too. She refuses to shut down, too. And she's been in a skirmish back and forth for her very livelihood uh, as well. So ladies and gentlemen, this is serious business indeed. Um, You know, what should be done when and how, you know, I don't know. In my opinion, um, there's a lot of ways we could go about solving this problem. But starting with facts is really important. Headline says natural immunity, more protective over time than COVID-19 vaccination. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a study from Israel. Zachary Steeper, of the epic times wrote that piece also if you had COVID re- before and recovered all the data that we're looking at will suggest that you have bulletproof natural immunity which which is much more robust and comprehensive than vaccine immunity that's dr paul alexander he's an epidemiologist with the early covid care experts who has compiled, believe it or not, over 141 studies on natural immunity, including a major study from Israel now, published back in August. And that's what he told the Epic Times. Okay? So we're getting more and more evidence that we're doing okay, that more and more people are getting natural immunity, which is better than vaccinated immunity. Headline says, says this, there's little benefit from getting vaccinated after recovery from COVID. Dr. Harvey Reich, he's an epidemiology professor at the Yale School of Public Health. That's what he told the Epic Times as well. So more and more and more evidence that we can handle this very safely, very effectively, but yet we're literally saying, close your businesses, go get vaccinated, or you will not even be able to participate in society anymore. Tyranny's at the helm, ladies and gentlemen, via these, quote, orders, not only by the president of the United States, if you even accept him as such, not only by Joe and whacked out, you know, people that work for Joe, bureaucrats, but even on the state level, the bureaucrats are out of control. Becky Akers and Sam in seconds, this is Liberty Roundtable Live.
0: Exposing corruption, informing citizens, pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. LSA Radio News with
2: Lance Pride.
5: Scores of souls were killed by tornadoes across at least six states Friday night and early Saturday morning. Arkansas, Mississippi, Missouri, Illinois, Tennessee, and Kentucky were hit. In all, 227 miles of destruction for an unusual storm this time of year. Some Kentucky residents on the BBC. People's lost everything and it's just it's terrible. We're
1: just going to clean it up and throw it all away and start again. That's all any of us can do here, you know. Worth
5: President Biden has declared a major federal disaster in Kentucky and ordered federal aid to be made available to the hardest hit areas. South Korean President Moon Jae-in said Monday the United States, North Korea, his country, and China have agreed in principle to declare a formal end to the Korean War. There's been no formal treaty ending the 1950 to 1953 Korean War. More negotiations are needed. USA Radio News.
6: So right now may be the perfect time for you to rethink how you pay for healthcare, And here's why. Not only is it time for open enrollment for a lot of people, it's also when you can join MediShare and save even more than usual. For the typical family, switching to MediShare saves about $500 a month, which is a game changer for a lot of people. And what's more, they like it. MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate when compared to health insurance. Double it really is remarkable. There's more than 400,000 members now who have shared more than $4 billion in medical bills, so they can handle your bills too. And here's the thing. If you join before December 15th, They'll waive your new member fee, so that's another $170 you'll save. I'll give you the number here in a second, but call, and you'll get a price within two minutes. And again, the deadline, December 15th, so call now, and you'll save even more. Call 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE.
5: Former football great Herschel Walker is throwing his hat into the political ring. The upcoming election season
6: in 2022 could see major changes in Congress, most notably the Senate. Some races could lead to a potential shift in power in the Senate. The race in Georgia is arguably the most intriguing. Incumbent Democrat Raphael Warnock is seeking a full term in the Senate after winning a special runoff election earlier this year. The current GOP frontrunner is former NFL running back Herschel Walker. Walker, with no prior political experience, calls himself the outsider candidate.
7: I think they're looking at outsiders because they're not politicians. They're not just going to tell you things and go to Washington and not do it. And that's what I told people. I'm not a politician. Don't talk like one, don't don't look like one, and don't act like one because I care about the people.
8: That audio
6: courtesy of Fox News Sunday from the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau I'm
5: Tim Berg. We are USA Radio News.
1: All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Becky Akers with me. Her incredible new novels are available now. And uh, you go ahead and get a copy of those for Christmas. Make great, great Christmas presents. We're talking about Hailstorm, a book about Nathan Hale, an incredible book. Also, Abducting Arnold, another book about the other side of the Benedict Arnold story. Get them today. Just look for Becky Akers and Hailstorm or Becky Akers and Abducting Arnold. Check those out. I get Becky's frustration about we've got to stop these thugs. They're out of control. I mentioned that right before the pause. There's not only federal government thugs out of control, but states are out of control, too. For example, who put together these orders? All right. That put this Minnesota, uh, you know, establishment owner of the interchange wine and coffee bistro, Melissa Hanson, who 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 put these orders that caused her to violate these, quote, six counts or whatever and put her in jail for 90 days and a thousand dollar fine. See, I'm not really for shooting people because i think there's better ways we can go about it right now who made those orders they need to be recalled they need to be fired they need to be replaced we need to call for them to be in jail they don't have right or authority to make orders we don't take orders in this country okay there are ways to go about things legislative legislatively uh executive judicial and one of the, one of those branches of government acts out of control and asserts power that they don't have authority by the consent of the governed we need to rein them in and see, that's where I would start. I get the frustration. I get the desire to say, we've got to take direct action now and stop them. But if we're not careful, we just end up in trouble ourselves, and we don't really help the cause if we go too far too fast first. Now, eventually, I do agree, we have the God-given inalienable right of self-defense. And you know what? If you're going to come put a jab in me, I don't think so. We're not interested in that. And so I get the ultimate boil-down point, but I think there's a lot of options Uh, Until we get there, Becky, I want you to have a chance to respond.
2: (laughs) You know, Sam, I saw a T-shirt at the very beginning of the pandemic that I have never forgotten. It said, our forefathers would be stacking the bodies by now. I think about that frequently. Um, I just, first off, somebody like Fauci, no, we don't fire him. We don't just put him in jail. We execute him. He has committed war crimes. He is a war criminal as surely as Goebbels was. He is as much a war criminal as Hitler was. He is persecuting people. He is tearing this country apart. He is calling for those who disagree with him to be jailed. He deserves execution. I used to think we needed to have a trial first. I'm past that. Anyone whose loved one has died in a hospital because of Anthony Fauci's regulations, his outlawing and banning of remedies that would have cured them. I'd like to assemble all those people in a stadium. I'd like to handcuff Fauci's hands behind his back, put him in the middle, and let him go at him. This is what war criminals deserve, okay? Nuremberg is too tame with execution by hanging, too tame for the people who have unleashed this on our world. I don't know about you, Sam, but my husband and I regularly mourn the restaurants that we used to love that have closed their doors, the small businesses that we used to patronize that have closed their doors. Why? Because of Fauci, because of all the others allied with him promoting and prolonging This shamdemic, okay? Biden, everyone in his administration, the WHO, the CDC, Bill Gates, Klaus Schwab, all these people are war criminals. We need to understand that and we need to treat them the way one treats war criminals.
1: And I do agree with the point that they're war criminals. I do agree with the abuse and the hostility and the damage they've done, and they need to be held accountable. There's no doubt uh, about that. I just want to be the guy that follows due process, the guy that that holds the moral uh, high ground on this thing. And I I get the frustration, but I also get that we need to be kind of wise and careful. Uh, Or else if we're not careful, we make matters worse because what I don't want us to do is if we don't follow those protocols, then at some point when they look at us, they'll say, hey, we can jettison all the protocols uh, as well. And I don't want that to turn uh, back against me. Now, Facebook is just as criminal in this. Facebook now admits in court, Becky Akers, that it's fact checks are nothing but someone's opinion. So believe it or not, these meta-attorneys, meta is now the you know, corporate name for Facebook or whatever. The meta-attorneys in court literally wrote this down and had submitted it. What happened is television host John Stossel sued Facebook and two of its fact-checking partners. And anyway, the bottom line is when it really got into court, they said, You can't sue us for defamation, John Stossel, because all of our fact-checkers are really just delivering an opinion. And that's now codified in court as Facebook's claim about their fact-checkers. The labels themselves, they say, are neither false nor defamatory. To the contrary, they constitute protected opinion, Facebook attorneys <laughs> wrote in court. What do you think of that?
2: Uh, I, uh, first of all, I despise social media. I am not on Facebook. I'm not on Twitter. The only one I am currently considering would be Gab, and if you're not familiar with Gab, I urge you to get on Gab's website and investigate what they offer. Gab is run or was founded by a guy named Andrew Torba. He is a devout Christian. He is trying to set up an alternative society to the overwhelmingly secular, atheistic one we currently live in. As our overlords continue to isolate those of us who don't go along with their COVID cult, Andrew Torba is, is trying to set up alternatives for us. So that would be my first comment on that. Secondly, <laughs> Facebook from the beginning is just absurd. What is it? It is simply an, a forum, forum where people who don't necessarily know anything about what they're writing about Get on there and pontificate, and other people accept it as gospel. I will say, Sam, that uh, readers variously will, at various times, will send me a Facebook, uh, I don't know what you call it, a Facebook entry. I never take them as gospel truth. I research, I find out, is this a true story? Is this something the person just made up? Um, So for Facebook then to pretentiously claim that they have fact-checkers. I mean, this is absurd. The whole forum is founded on people just pontificating ex cathedra from the belly button. So why would anyone pay any attention to anything on Facebook?
1: I find it comical, though, that they doubled down and kicked people off and did all this and hired these fact-checkers and did it. And now in court, they blatantly, their own attorneys are saying, hey, man, this is just public opinion. That's all we're talking about. And the courts are going, oh. Okay, uh, I find that fascinating. Now I got kicked off Twitter because I reported a news article that came out in an Israeli uh, large news organization was also reprinted in life site news and I dared to cover it, which basically talked about the fact that physicians, Uh, And medical experts are claiming that more people are dying, the elderly are dying from the COVID vaccine than they were from Corona itself. And I reported that and Twitter said I was peddling fake news and shut me down. And they said, if you'll retract that and take that down, we'll put you back up, Sam, no problem. And I refused. And so my Twitter account is in limbo. Well, I get this interesting (laughs) email. I get this interesting email because I'm not taking it down. I did not lie. I reported the news and I'm not going to back down on this, folks. But anyway i got an email from a lady by the name of harmeet Dillon, and she's an attorney and she says we are suing twitter and we need your help well becky i got a hold of uh, her i got a hold of her office and talked to their staff and finally got her email and emailed her and said hey if you're doing a, a lawsuit against twitter i'd like to be involved and join i've been uh, wrongly treated and uh, you know maligned and everything else and taken down uh, as a syndicated talk show host just for reporting this news And it's interesting. She said, we're not doing a class action lawsuit against Twitter. Go talk to Trump. I said, no, hold on. You emailed me and said you're looking for help. We're suing Twitter and we need your help. And so I said, hey, you know, I want anyway. The bottom line is she flat out just told me goodbye. She doesn't want anything to do with what I have to offer. She's not interested in in my help, really. And what's fascinating to me is these people I don't believe are genuine. They beg the public for money. If you give them money, they're happy. But otherwise, if you bring anything uh, of substance, so I said, why don't you come on the radio? We'll talk about your lawsuit. No, I don't have time to come on the radio. Too busy. Okay, well, can you help me uh, or can I be part of the lawsuit? No, goodbye. These people aren't genuine when you contact them. They're just trolling for cash on the crisis. Becky? Well,
2: Sam, you're kind of proving my point that uh, politics and a political response is not going to get us out of this. Neither are the courts. Neither are lawsuits. We have to take arms against these people. They have totally overrun their boundaries, their constitutional boundaries, and have been for decades. You know, part of the reason that we're in this mess now is because prior generations refused to restrain the government, Uh, you know, going all the way back to the mid-19th century. uh, You know, at least the Confederacy tried to repudiate Lincoln and his tyrannical power grab. But... At thereafter, Americans just kind of rolled over and played dead, and that's why we're in this mess today.
1: Quick pause, Big Acres, with me, Liberty Roundtable live.
9: Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money.
3: Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins?
9: Some people do think of it that way, but actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org.
7: Why don't we say to the government, writ large, that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better having a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's gonna do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, Becky's ready to go to arms. I'm ready to use due process to stop these people, though. And the problem with this uh, arms idea is that, you know what, Americans, even though they might be involved in self-defense, we've got to be careful we're not painted as the aggressors. we also got to be careful we're not the ones that are literally jettisoning due process uh, and checks and balances that eventually uh, could be used against us if we're not very careful. Uh, they already, to some degree, are, but it could get worse uh, in a hurry. Uh, So I respect due process of law. I don't want to be the violent one. I I get the self-defense and agree that at some point we may be forced to our self-defense reality. Um, I don't want to be the guy that agitates and and moves towards that, though. I want to be the guy that's uh, careful. Becky's right, though. Hey, the courts are failing us left and right. Uh, But you know what? We do get some wins so far, three courts and the Senate. Have backed off Barack from his forced mandates to some degree. Now, if the American people were to get involved a whole lot more uh, in demanding this, though, it could happen a lot faster. So, there are peaceful ways uh, to go about this. For example, Mark Meadows refusing to testify before Congress. Mark Meadows now sues Nancy Pelosi. And the January 6th panel claiming, hey, unauthorized access. Um, Donald Trump has executive privilege and he doesn't have to testify. Uh, that debate goes on. But the point is this January 6th thing is a fiasco. Agent provocateurs literally accredit a crisis. And this is kind of what I what I mean by this. If we're not very careful, what they do is just manufacture more crises. And what it will do is evolve into complete civil war if we're not very careful uh, or a war uh, uh, the people against the deep state. Uh, and so I, I really want to advocate for solutions. Um And believe it or not, for example, Biden now is distancing himself from a push to defund the police as he sees a spike in the crime. Now, I know Becky would say, hey, you know what? Get rid of all the cops. They're all bad. And I understand that point of view. I also understand that, hey, you know what? Um, You know, when you get rid of all the cops everywhere, unless you educate the people about how to defend themselves and how to put private solutions in place via contract and everything else. Uh, it, you know, hey, you're getting the thugs that are that are filling that vacuum. We've literally armed drug cartels for decades, and, and now it's coming back to haunt us. And so we've created a crisis of epic proportions, and I'm afraid the only way back is really to obey the law to the best of our ability, but yet to use due process to call the criminals to account. And it'll only happen if we have our greater numbers involved in this, Becky, to get that done. Uh, and uh, I, I get the battles lines are drawn already but we got to we got to be careful not to be the aggressors here too what do you think
2: i'm thinking about those homeowners and you'll forgive me i cannot recall their names who held off a blm mob they went outside their home with guns and yeah, they were in held like off Missouri right yes yes
1: yep. okay
2: um these were law abiding americans they were defending themselves in their homes what happened to them months and months and months of torture and torment, and being dragged through corrupt courts, uh, being persecuted because they tried to defend themselves, being vilified. Um, I have absolutely no faith in the courts whatsoever. Those of us who try to abide by the law, first of all, I'd ask you, what is the law? Okay, it changes. used to be that a mob trying to get into your home If you held them off with guns, no one in the land would have considered that anything other than self-defense. Now you're in trouble if you do that. Um, These courts that have ruled against the usurper's mandates, that's great. But will it continue? Because you can rest assured the usurper is not giving up. He will take these mandates and appeal the decisions. And as you noted, Sam, he's adjuring Americans to ignore the law, ignore what's coming out of the courts, because it didn't go his way. You can bet your sweet bippy he'd be threatening all of us with lifetime prison sentences if the courts had ruled his way and we didn't comply. Now he's urging us to, uh, you know, flout what the courts said. Uh, this is why I don't have faith in courts. This is why I'm, I'm trying to say we are beyond the point at which peaceful methods can prevail. When they are locking up our fellow patriots solely because they are patriots, which is what has happened in DC to Miss Hansen, to Shelley Luther in Texas. At the beginning of the pandemic, she also went to jail for trying to operate her business. Okay, there have been other, but just a few, as I mentioned before. Not nearly enough, not the numbers we need to defy these anti-constitutional mandates that are not laws, okay? But when they are locking up our fellow citizens and making political prisoners, it's time for us to take to arms. This is without a doubt what Jefferson was thinking of. And again, I cite that T-shirt. Our forefathers would be done stacking the bodies by now. This is exactly what Jefferson was thinking of when he wrote in the Declaration. We have a right. It is our duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for our future security. I would argue that we need to provide our own guards. Never, ever again trust any politician or any bureaucrat. We must defend ourselves. We must look to our own futures. We must provide for ourselves and our families. Those who expect government to do that are expecting what has never happened and never will. It's like if you're a pig expecting a farmer to take care of you. Oh, he will short term, but sooner or later you wind up in the slaughterhouse.
1: There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, two headlines from Saturday's show to go. Tornadoes rip through multiple states. death toll is rising. That's one story. The other story is U.S. inflation hits. Highest level in almost 40 years as Biden policies decimate the economy. And again, nobody wants to talk about honest money, constitutional currency. They just want to talk about fiat, fake money created by the government. So I get Becky's concern, and it's hard to argue she's wrong. It's kind of like the constitutionalist versus the anarchist discussion. You know, who's right? Is there a, a, a role to play for the proper role of government, or is government always just the evil enemy that encroaches and eventually destroys? all we hold dear. What is the best way forward? And, you know, Becky would say it's anarchy. We don't need any government at all. And I would say, you know, what? we need very limited government, Uh, but to prevent a greater threat, um, governments do have uh, a legitimate place. And, you know, the jury's out on that. The problem is every point Becky brings up is almost impossible to argue against because she's right. They do uh, turn into evil. They do take power into themselves. At some point, you got to look at the Declaration of Independence and say, you know what? Uh, we do have an obligation. We do have a duty to throw off these abuses. Uh, the real question is, you know, in the in the uh, Declaration of Independence, the founding fathers said, hey, don't throw these, you know, don't jettison government for light and transient purposes. When does it become too great? When are the abuses intolerable uh, to the point where, hey, we've got to jettison and do something else? When do we say arms? Are the answer? Arms are the only choice left. Arms are the, are the solution. The founding fathers took a lot of abuses along the way, and the time that they took arms was when the government, Britain in this case, came and said, "Look, we're going to take away your your arms," and then the the founders said, "Oh no, you're not." And the reason you're not is because then we'll never be able to fight for our liberty again. Uh, you've crossed the line now when you come for our arms. Until then, they were pretty patient people, though. Uh, they uh, you know flexed their muscle from time to time, but for the most part. They took a lot of abuses, and then they documented their abuses in the Declaration of Independence to a candid world, uh, explaining to, to, to the world and to God as their witnesses to say, hey, we're justified now. We cannot let our arms go, because if we do, then we'll never have the mechanism to fight back. And government knows this, ladies and gentlemen. And the sad part in modern day is government has taken a page out of history's playbook, and they've learned that if they push too hard, the people reject and revolt. What they're doing now is they're basically, you know, giving us bread and circus— blood and circus to the point where the natives don't get too restless while they literally carry out the abuses the founding fathers flat out rejected so uh, there's a point to, to, that Becky makes that is valid uh, and hopefully there's a point that I'm making that makes sense though is hey we don't want to end up the aggressors and we don't want to be the one to escalate a, a war wars are very very painful bloody violent uh, nobody wins in a war hardly really even if you win you lose kind of a thing oftentimes ta- most times The reality is the Founding Fathers, though, had a moral compass and turned to God Almighty, and that was their salvation. I'm afraid this time around we as a people, at least in Mass, are not turning to God Almighty, and it might end up more like the French Revolution rather than the uh, United States Revolution as a result. It's got to be God-centered, God-based. It's got to be God and family uh, fighting for our wives and our children and our sacred honors um, that becomes the kind of center point if we would be successful there's, there's some differences there, Becky, uh, that I think are really important for people to understand. Turning to God is the real solution. Turn to God and then do what we must uh, to hold those accountable in a transparent kind of way, honoring due process along the way, et cetera.
2: Sam, I very much agree with you. Um, I think sometimes I get too idealistic and figure, okay, another revolution will be just like the American Revolution, and it won't be. People have been so, even patriots. Have been so corrupted. Um, we have been so brainwashed with Marxist propaganda for the last hundred years. Okay, this is why I would plead for patriots to really study the principles of liberty and then to fight a pure revolution, a revolution patterned on the first one. Okay, what this means is we fight for freedom from government from political government not from social governing which is a whole different thing Um, the difference is that in social governing it's run by courtesy and deference to others rights where they can morally assert those rights so for instance in my home I don't want anyone wearing shoes we take our shoes off as soon as we get through the door if you come to visit me social government means that I can say to you, do you mind taking off your shoes? And you, as a courteous individual, I don't have to pull a gun on you. You, you. As a courteous person, you say, of course, that's fine. And you take your shoes off. We go into a restaurant. Unwritten rule of every restaurant I've ever been in says you don't throw food at other diners. Okay, that's social government. When you go into a restaurant, we show respect for the restaurateur and his private property, and we don't make a mess. We agree to abide by the rules of civilized behavior. This is social government. In contrast to political government, which is a set of ever-changing and very lengthy regulations, often against common sense, almost always against our best interests and in favor of those in office. Okay? Um, Almost always
1: violating rights. Let's be clear. Always.
2: Always violating rights. This is what we are seeking to overthrow. So we are not fighting a revolution for fiscal responsibility and freedom. No. We're not fighting a revolution for freedom and perpetuation of Social Security. We are not fighting a revolution for the public schools to be cleansed of all their atheism and freedom. No. No. We are fighting for freedom from government and nothing else.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, that's why I always say that it's about God, family, and country. Okay, we need to understand that, you know what, rights come from God. Privileges come from government. Okay, and we want to stand with our rights intact as sovereign individuals. Government exists by the consent of the governed. And if it maintains that appropriate relationship, fine. Sadly, it doesn't. And you can see it all around you. Hour one in the can, Becky Akers with me. We'll go into hour two. I got a lot of news the network's refused to use for the second hour as well. Hard hitting talk at your fingertips, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> can, can, can everybody agree to discuss this openly or not, huh? God save the Republic.
0: live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio, Talk, radio. Show.
5: Talk Show.
1: All right, happy to have you along my fellow Americans, Sam Bushman live on your radio, hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. Uh, this is the broadcast for December the 13th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our two of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country. Ladies and gentlemen, the battle is on for our liberties. There's no doubt about it. And there are those who want to steal our freedoms big time. And what they want to do is goad us into a violent confrontation. That's their agenda. Because they know that wicked people, immoral people, fail. And they know that tyranny is in the offerings, offerings, uh, if we allow that to be, or the offings, I should say. Um, but I kind of look at it differently and say, unless we're immoral people, ladies and gentlemen, a revolution reality would be disaster. Not because we're not right, but because we're immoral and we've lost the protection God Almighty promises us. Ladies and gentlemen, God Almighty promises us that we've got to do certain things. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. In other words, repent. Then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. So ladies and gentlemen, we're promised by God Almighty protection and healing. And that means even from the COVID thugs, all right, that means even from the COVID thugs who would like to steal every liberty you have, on the altar of COVID. And if that's not enough, they'll move to climate change, uh, and then they'll combine uh, COVID and climate change. And if that's not enough, they'll take you to war, or they'll destroy your economy. They'll take away the bread and circus, and then when you get when the natives get crazy, then they'll crack down. That's what they want to happen. They love war. They love violence. They love hatred on hatred. And they, okay? They want a dog eat dog plan. But, ladies and gentlemen, I submit to you that it's our lot to be wiser than that, to turn to God and defend ourselves if we must. We shall make no mistake. God-given inalienable right of self-defense shall not be violated. The founders were clear on that reality. But in the meantime, I'm reminded of uh, of a couple of things to consider. Number one, in the Bible, the Lord whittled down His army. And the prophets couldn't even understand. They're like, hey, let's let's whittle it down, whittle it down. They're like, no, we need more people to fight, not less. And the Lord just kept less and less and less and less. Go to the water. Let's see how they drink. Route out half the army because they didn't do it right. They didn't follow customary realities. That, okay, God used this to whittle down the army, whittle down the forces. And then furthermore, we can go about it peacefully. Here's the example that I would biblically point to. What should we learn from the walls of Jericho falling? Do you remember the story, ladies and gentlemen? In the walls of Jericho scenario, the city was uh, expecting a siege. Um, you know, the, the walls were, what, 13-plus feet high or whatever else? It was, it was impenetrable, at least according to man's understanding, right? But they blew their horns, their trumpets, and they went around the city. What was it, seven times eventually to follow the walls of Jericho? Uh, And so I submit to you that God's ways are not our ways. And I submit to you that, that we need to be a righteous people or else. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter what we do. Use a gun or not, you're going down, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you right now. You will not win in any war if you're an immoral, turn your back on God kind of people. It will go bad for you. Write it down. Go look at history. I'm telling you every time. doesn't matter what you do. Thugs, despots, tyrannical... Uh, Abusers will gain control and will use force and will make your life a living pure hell That's what they do. That's what happens to wicked people throughout history But a righteous people ladies and gentlemen Conquer because they turn to their God and then he uh, finds ways for them to be free to have liberty and sometimes it may take self-defense as the founders found out when they tried to come for the guns. It was a self-defense move then. It was like, wait a minute, hold on now. Okay, we need to be wise as serpents, harmless as doves, ladies and gentlemen. And We need to think about the biblical guidance that we've been given. That is the direction that we should take. If we, okay, if my people, that means we've got to be God's people who are called by my name, then the sons and daughters of God, the followers of Christ, okay, so my people right? We'll humble ourselves and we'll turn from our wicked ways. Okay, that's our role. And I'm telling you right now, we're in trouble, but we got to get things in the proper order. I've gone on too long, Becky, but I want you to to chime in on this. One of the things that most people can't handle is healthy debate on topics. I can, you can, and that's why we're here today.
2: And I agree with everything you've said, Sam. Um, I, I really don't find anything to quibble with, um, we will not succeed in our revolution if we ignore the Lord. Um, there's a very nasty rumor abroad that George Washington never prayed and he was a deist, and uh, that same uh, calumny is leveled against others of the founders. It is factually incorrect. Washington is on record time and time and time again invoking God's blessing and God's guidance on the American Revolution. The other founders were also, almost without exception, devout Christians. Jefferson is an exception, so has Ben Franklin. But most of them were devout Christians. Theism did not really make inroads into this country until well after the American Revolution had ended. And a lot of the apostasy of deism, and for those who aren't familiar with deism, is a philosophy that says God wound up the universe like a big clockmaker and then walked away, and he's no longer involved in day-to-day affairs. He doesn't care. Um, that heresy did not make too many inroads here until well after the American Revolution, and it is responsible, actually, for a lot of what is wrong today. You can trace back different evils that we're dealing with, and find out they originated in New England, which was a hotbed of deism. They would later result in the civil war, and they have been responsible for much of the atheism and the easy inroads that Marxism made in the wake of a philosophy that devastated American faith.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, this is kind of what I mean by our greater numbers. We've got to educate and get greater numbers. Okay, New York governor, she's whacked out as all get out, I'm telling you. Kathy Hochul is her name. She just enacted an indoor mask mandate for New York. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the governor of a huge state. How many people are in the state of New York? 30 million? I don't know. The number's huge. Uh, But Becky, she literally just mandated... Uh, enacted a mask mandate without any authority whatsoever. She's not a legislative branch. She doesn't make law. Not that I believe you could make law like that and be legitimate in the first place, but clearly what we need to do then is push to have her removed from office and tried for her treasonous crimes of taking power unto herself that she does not have. But until enough people push back, she can just do whatever she wants with us, can't she?
2: And New Yorkers are just gutless, Sam, really and honestly. I lived there long enough that I can say that with some authority. They are they worship government. It's worse in New York City. And you know what? I should confine my uh, remarks to New York City. I have not lived what New Yorkers call upstate. Uh, I don't know about folks up there. I do feel sorry for anyone who thought that Kathy Hochul would be far better than Andrew Cuomo. The thinking was anybody is better than murderous Cuomo. Um, she, and I said to folks at the time, to friends were saying, oh, isn't it great that Cuomo's out and, and we have a new governor? I said, no, it's not. She would not have come to Cuomo's attention and she would not have been his choice for, I forget what they call it, vice governor or whatever it is, <laughs> if she were a decent human being. You do not reach high office under the current political system if you have any morals whatsoever, just not possible. So she has proved to be just as wacky, just as corrupt, just as sold on COVID cult as Cuomo was. And she again proves my point, Sam, when you say push back, yes, uh, she'll keep it up. But if you think that people demonstrating in the plaza will sway her There have been huge demonstrations in New York City, and so far the city labors under uh, de Blabio and all his ridiculous mandates. There's no easing of them. The courts are completely on his side. Uh, You know, again, I go back to, okay, peaceful means are failing. Uh, We have petitioned, our repeated petitions have been answered only repeated injury that's from the declaration uh uh, and a government whose every act is tyrannical we have to extricate from office and unfortunately the only way to do that is through violence
1: ladies and gentlemen not only did kathy mandate this statewide in new york uh, there's 21 million people in the state of New York, not 30. I, I had guessed 30, but then looked it up. It's 21. Uh, over About 9 million of them are in New York City, though. So, you know, the, the New York City really controls most of the state.
2: Yes, it does, Sam. And may I add, virtually all those 9 million are committed Marxists. Uh, it's just astounding. New Yorkers truly look on government as their savior, their god, New York City residents. Uh, and they... Love government. They seldom and even, ever. Even back in life. the
1: founders' day, most of the New York uh, c- citizenry was with Britain. That's true. Yeah, it
2: was a hot metal you, you know, So they've got
1: a long history of their socialism, to say the least, ladies and gentlemen. When we get back, though, I want to tell you what's going on in New York City, uh, affecting about 9 million people. Soon you'll never win an election in, there in, in, in that place again. I'll tell you why on your radio. Mm-hmm.
10: And have some kids.
11: The CDC just reported that 7,218 people died after receiving a COVID 19 shot. Granted, vaccines are a complicated concoction of chemicals, and as with any medical experiment, it can take a long time to get it right. This is not the first time people have been hurt when vaccinated. What is different this time, and so concerning, is the reaction to these death numbers. Let me explain. In 1976, the government vaccinated 45 million people for swine flu. A total of 53 people died after getting that shot, and the U.S. government immediately halted the vaccination program. Why? because authorities decided it was too much of a risk. Why would they halt the program back then for 53 deaths, but now with over 7,000 deaths, they are using every method possible to force it on you? In fact, now the health authorities are using their power to silence anyone who dares to question the COVID vaccination. Why? Why is anyone that questions COVID silenced? Even doctors are being censored. What's up with that?
0: Paid for by Evan bundy for Governor. VoteBundy.com. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, live and on your radio, Becky Akers and Sam Bushman. Becky Akers, a freelance writer doing a phenomenal job, writes for Lou Rockwell in many places. Also the author of two incredible books, Hailstorm, about Nathan Hale and Abducting Arnold, the other side of the Benedict Arnold story, Great Christmas Gifts. Look for Becky Aker's Hailstorm or Becky Aker's Abducting Arnold to learn more and to get the books today. Now we're talking about this reality of, you know, how should we handle this abuse we're taking? You know what? What should we learn from the walls of Jericho or what comes to mind to me? 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14 talks about if we turn to God, you know what? He'll protect us and heal our land. Ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't matter what we do if we're a wicked people, we're going to be in serious trouble. New York Governor Kathy Hodgell literally enacted a, quote, indoor mask mandate statewide. All 21 million people. In New York City, it's even worse, about 9 million people there. But you're not going to win an election in New York City um, ever again if this is allowed to continue. Here's the headline. The New York City Council passed a bill allowing nearly 800,000 non-citizen, but they say, quote, legal residents, of the city to cast a ballot in local elections. They say the bill will extend voting rights to every, quote, non-citizen who has resided in the city for at least 30 days and possesses a, quote, legal permanent status in the U.S., including those with, I guess, people with workers' permits, green card holders, DACA holders. They will not be allowed to vote or cast a ballot in state or federal elections though but they will in new york city this is just getting started ladies and gentlemen but this is the abuse we're talking about pretty soon your vote won't even matter because there'll be too many i don't know if you want to call them illegals but too many non-citizens of voting to where all they got to do is bring in more and more and more of them quote give them legal status to be here uh in my opinion it wouldn't be legal it'd be um the color of law it would be dishonest as all get out but that's what they're gunning for because they know the people are starting to wake up and this is their attempt to where even if we wake up they'll think got them again Uh, this is part of the problem that becky's pushing back on and saying guys you know what you're losing at every turn and you can you can remain peaceful but as you do you lose more and more and more more liberty and this is proof in the pudding becky oh absolutely
2: and um it's fascinating to me sam the emphasis that marxists give elections i don't know and voting it's it's a sacrament with them i don't know why they're bothering though because it's just much easier to steal an election and i can assure you in new york city there is no reason for this um they don't even have to go to the expedient of stealing the election people overwhelmingly new yorkers overwhelmingly vote these sociopaths and socialists into office time after time after time. So it's really absurd. Um this is basically belt and suspenders. And I, I just kind of mystified as to the thinking behind it, other than the politicians pushing it can then go and brag in their district. Uh you know if you if you represent a largely Hispanic district, you can say, oh well I, I've gotten your your uh Parents that just came over from Port, or from um, Columbia, I've gotten them the right to vote. And, and that's the next thing, Sam, this, this adulation and worship of voting. Uh, you should see the propaganda in New York City anytime there's an election. It's, you know, basically you're, you're made to feel that you are just a non-human being if you haven't voted. And it's your duty and it's your right and it's a privilege and people have died for our right to vote. I feel so sorry for folks who look at it that way. You know, voting should not be important to us. It shouldn't matter to us who's in office because the Constitution guarantees that those leeches may not strip us of our rights. If we were truly free, government would be so tiny, so minuscule, so powerless that we honestly would not care who's in office because there is nothing they can do to us. That's what I mean when I'm talking about our revolution needs to be pure. We need to get to that point where leeches and sociopaths have to go out and earn an honest living instead of sucking our blood from office.
1: When we act in fear, ladies and gentlemen, you can tell that our actions will probably go south and be wrong. When you act in faith, Uh, then you're likely to make wise decisions that will preserve the sacred cause of liberty. So not only do you got this um, plan where they're going to let everybody vote uh, that are, uh, I don't know what you want to call it. They act like they're legal, but they're not citizens. They're just kind of legally here. Um, Very, very dangerous indeed, whether you agree with the vote or not. The idea that they're going to give this special privilege to these people that are not citizens of the United States to control the outcome of who serves you in government, is of serious concern. But it gets worse, ladies and gentlemen, because here's what's happening on the national level. Headline says this. Republican lawmakers are raising concerns over illegal migrants without identification traveling on commercial flights throughout the country. And it goes on. It talks about the email revealed that the national vetting center used by the tsa and all this kind of stuff and it goes on and on and on but they're digging into it and they're finding out that hey all these people are being transferred all around the country without legitimate papers okay and um they basically talk about this whole deal about what is legitimate identification and some are saying nothing but a court appearance document will do and and then the border agents are saying no that's not legitimate to prove identity Uh, um A notice to appear is not sufficient. Anyway, it goes on and on and on. Now, whether you believe we should be carting illegals or not, here's the the reality in my opinion. There's a different standard for you and I, Becky, as citizens versus the illegals. And the (laughs) illegals literally have um, liberties that we don't is the point.
2: Yes, and they shouldn't. Nobody should. Liberty is indivisible. If some people in a society have more freedom than others, you're not living under freedom. You are living under dictatorship. And I think we all need to understand that that is what our current government has, or any government in the last 150 years, has imposed on the American people. We are living under dictatorship, where the reigning power grants certain rights and privileges to certain segments of society. Now, when Republicans are in office, that tends to be cops and soldiers. Um, it tends to be uh, Republican politicians. When Democrats are in power, it tends to be all of, you know, their politicians as well as the various um, segments of society to which they pander. <laughs> and one of those, I'm sorry, to keep coughing, Sam. I think I'm fighting off a cold here. Maybe COVID, um, you know, one of those is, of course, illegal immigrants. Um, I do want to address that, Sam, because you very nicely included me in your remarks. And you said if you don't want to card illegals, let me say that the Constitution never recognizes any such classification of person. Okay, when the Right,
1: Constitution- so what some would advocate for, Becky, is they would say, well, we need to start carding all the illegals, too. I would say, well, you know what, they've got a freedom we don't have. Why don't we just have freedom for all, you know?
2: Exactly, exactly. But one of the things that really bothers me, Sam, is the illogic in patriotic arguments. Here are people, patriots, who distrust the feds on virtually every issue until we get to immigration. And then all of a sudden, bureaucrats who have promulgated covid con who are imprisoning us in our own homes who are ruining our businesses all of a sudden bureaucrats in that government are competent to decide who gets to be our neighbors and our friends and our employees why are we this illogical folks why are we suddenly imbuing the federal government with the authority and the wisdom to decide who gets to live here okay there is no such provision in the constitution
1: Well, even whether you live here or not, to just travel through, for that matter.
2: Yes, exactly. All legislation on immigration is anti-constitutional. Nowhere does that that document give the federal government any authority whatsoever to control anyone's movements over imaginary lines on the ground. It is not there. And, Sam, I want to issue a challenge to everyone listening, because I've had this debate many times and people vilify me and people call me names and launch ad hominem attacks, all you have to do is send me or send Sam the codicil in the Constitution that imbues the federal government with authority over immigration. Just do that. Don't waste your time calling me names. Just send me the the, uh, article and the section in the Constitution that gives the government this authority.
1: And ain't tight, ladies and gentlemen. Quick pause. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. Who has the guts to have open discussions like this in America? I submit to you that it's the genius of America to have these open forums. We don't need to attack one another. Let's just think through it together, shall we?
0: Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride.
5: Just pushed me back, and door fell on the top of me. And, you know, we ran inside. Everything was fall apart. Mayfield, Kentucky, business owner Sanal Nadadi on KFVS12.com. President Biden on Sunday declared a major federal disaster in Kentucky after a swarm of deadly tornadoes hit the state late Friday into Saturday, paving the way for additional federal aid. As part of the declaration, federal aid will be provided to affected individuals in counties of Caldwell, Fulton, Graves, Hopkins, Marshall, Muhlenberg, Taylor, and Warren. Around 3.30 a.m. on Saturday morning, passengers of a Carnival cruise ship were awoken to an alert that someone had fallen overboard. The ship was traveling from Long Beach to Ensenada, Mexico. Firefighter paramedic Daniel Miranda on board the ship said there was some high suspicion of foul play. USA Radio News
11: awesome and amazing day. Hey, friends, it's John and Chelsea Jubilee, and here's my beautiful wife, Chelsea.
6: Hi, women. I have a message just for you today. Every single day, we have women that come to us in pain, not physically, even though, yes, that is too, but in pain from suffering of hopelessness because they have tried every
11: single thing to lose weight, and they can't. And they can't year after year after year, and they give up. They give up hope. They're desperate. They're in a dark place, but we have a light a light of truth science is a search for the truth that is known in our breakthrough science of intercellular hydration ladies you will lose 15 to 20 pounds of solid fat every four weeks go log on to our website look at the testimonials of real women just like you who were hopeless but this changed their life
6: check us out at energizedhealth.com that's energizedhealth.com
5: Let's get an update on what Dr. Fauci is telling Americans this week.
1: Continued concerns regarding the latest COVID-19 variant, Omicron, which is spreading quickly, but which health experts say doesn't seem to be any worse than some other strains of the virus. Health experts are still working to learn more about it. In the meantime... Dr. Anthony Fauci of the NIH and of the White House COVID-19 team says on ABC's This Week, he believes it's still very important to get vaccinated and to also get the booster shots. Well,
10: I certainly think, George, it's the optimal care. I mean, for official uh, requirements, it's still two shots of the mRNA and one shot of the J&J.
1: But I think if you look at the data, the more and more it becomes clear that if you want to be optimally
5: protected, you really should get a booster. And from the New England Bureau of USA Radio News, I'm Chris Barnes. Thanks for listening. It's well appreciated. We are USA Radio News. Begging politicians,
0: bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-gooders to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is
1: Liberty Roundtable. Back with you live live from the pit of hell on the bottom of the hour news. (laughs) Anthony Fauci literally saying, hey, you got to get a booster. We all know that's the way to go. And my response is, if shot one wasn't effective, Anthony. And shot two wasn't effective. What makes you think shot three is going to be effective? And how do you know it won't require shot four and shot five? And now you're getting involved in what's called the shot in the dark, ladies and gentlemen, where you got experimental vaccines, you have no clue of what you're doing, you're playing God, and it's going to backfire and then uh, epically. I don't even know if I should use that word like that, but I'm just telling you, it's going to be gargantuan, the abuse people take if they listen to your psychosis. Uh, You act like when we attack, you are attacking science, sir, but you lie, 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 and you should be fired and criminally prosecuted for your dishonesty. Now, (laughs) if that's not enough, ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk about how Joe Biden is completely out of control, not only on COVID, but on climate change as well. And they're starting to use COVID, climate change, and race as the three pillars to destroy everything we hold dear. If you're white, you're a racist. If you're not white, you're a victim. And there's no way to ever change that. According to this critical race theory, satanic lies from the pit of hell. They're peddling uh, in your government schools, not to mention perverted sex all over the place. That's the fourth pillar. Uh, But they're literally using COVID to destroy everything you hold dear, destroy your business, destroy your ability to, to, to make a living, destroy your relationships with those around you. I mean, it is disaster. But now they're inserting climate change boldly kind of behind the scenes. Most people don't really realize this, okay? Headline says this, quote, with orders. Again, it's always orders. It's never law. It's never we made a law and we passed law. It's with orders. So these dictators are just, you know, spewing out orders like kings and thugs do. All right? They ought to be criminally prosecuted for their treason. But here it is. With orders, ladies and gentlemen, President Joe Biden, they say, lays out a timetable to go, quote, carbon neutral. All right? Now, in my news headline, I'm taking out the word president and putting Biden because I don't really even accept him as a legitimate president. So with orders, Biden lays out a timetable to go carbon neutral. The headline says, under an executive order, the federal government would phase out the purchase of gasoline-powered vehicles And its buildings would be powered by wind, solar, or other clean energy. Now, the idea that those other alternatives are clean energy is a flat-out lie as well. They say Biden on Wednesday set in motion a plan to make the federal government carbon neutral, ordering federal agencies to buy electric vehicles to power facilities with wind, solar, and nuclear energy. And to use, quote, sustainable building materials in a series of executive orders. Biden directed the government to transform its, quote, 300,000 buildings. Now, go look at your constitution. Does the government have the right to 300,000 buildings? I think not. 600,000 cars and trucks. And use its, quote, annual purchases of $650 billion in goods and services to meet his goal of a federal government that stops adding carbon dioxide to the atmosphere by 2050 from his earliest days in office. Biden said that he intended to use the federal government as a model and to help spur, spur the markets for green energy. The executive orders signed on Wednesday set a timetable for the quote transition by 2030. Biden wants the federal government to purchase Electricity produced only from sources that do not emit carbon dioxide. Now, there's no such source, you liars. The most plentiful of the human-caused greenhouse gases that are warming the planet, they say. Now, this is just dishonest as all get out because very little of this uh, that we talk about is even created by humans. But they say by 2032, the Biden administration wants to see the emissions from building operations, such as heating, cut in half. And by 2035, all new federal cars and trucks purchases would also be, quote, zero emissions. There's no such thing as a zero emissions vehicle, if you're honest, ladies and gentlemen. There is not. You say, Sam, it runs off a battery. That's right. What kind of emissions does it create to take... does it take to create that battery in the first place? All right, you're lying. The move, they say, comes as Biden is struggling to turn many of his climate goals into reality. So he's just going to, like, force it like a thug, right? He has promised to cut Americans' emissions from fossil fuels roughly in half by the end of this decade. Where does he get that kind of authority, ladies and gentlemen? He does not have it, not legitimate, I'll tell you that. What Congress has not yet approved, the $1.7 trillion spending bill that he would need to help achieve that target. The Supreme Court also appears, appears poised to limit the federal government's ability to use certain regulatory actions to tackle climate change. Becky, this story goes on forever, but I wanted to give you the highlights. He's literally trying to dictate this. We need to arrest him for this alone. It's criminal. He has no authority.
2: Couldn't agree more, Sam. The Constitution never empowers the federal government to own land. I thought that was a brilliant point that you raised. There is a provision about owning forts. Other than that, the government has absolutely no power whatsoever to buy and deal in land. That would have solved the Bundy's case completely if we were living by the Constitution. Uh, The feds would not own half of the western states. Uh, national parks are another huge violation of the Constitution. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt, who was responsible for getting that ball rolling, was openly contemptuous of the Constitution, called it outdated, said we needed to get into the 20th century and ignore it. Uh, and that's why he put through the national parks. Um, and yet I find even patriot waxing eloquent about the beauty of our national parks. People, it is an anti-constitutional tyranny, okay? Um, So that that was brilliant. And now this whole thing about climate change, again, Sam, this is not something that you can rationally argue with these people. This is another cult. It's uh, the same as the COVID cult because the end goal is a totalitarian government. And Marxists are ingenious at a, a, assaulting a position from multiple theaters, okay? So their goal is to take over our country. They've tried it with covid I cautiously hope and believe that the tide is beginning to turn on them. There are more and more Americans who are wising up, who realize that this is all a bunch of hooey. Um, even the vaccinated are appalled at how politicians are using vaccinations. And I shouldn't call them vaccinations. They are not. It's another huge lie um, that even the jabbed are appalled at how politicians are using these shots to conquer and divide folks. So uh, perhaps you've already discussed this, Sam, but I was horrified when I heard Falsy's exhortation and advice that for holiday gatherings, our parents and anyone else who's hosting them should demand proof of vaccination before they even allow us in the house. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine a bureaucrat in the federal government advising us to act like Nazis? Papers, please, before we can sit down for a holiday meal? I hope anyone whose family or friends are that enamored with government will give them the finger and walk out. This is just unconscionable. But at any rate, COVID-con is part of this same cult. I'm sorry, climate control is part of this same cult. Its end result, again, is to install a totalitarian government. Facts don't matter. The fact that this is all a hoax, just like COVID-con was. The fact that electric vehicles (laughs) use up more energy. I don't recall, Sam, all the exact statistics, but I have read that um, electric batteries for cars use various minerals. I think cobalt is one. I might be wrong about that. But they use various minerals. I mean, basically, they will need more of these minerals then the earth can produce, okay? So if electric cars ever go through, uh, we're facing immense shortages, and that also is the point of these things. This is why the feds are pushing them so hard, you see. They can control our movements even more than they already do. If you are in a car that gives out, and it does not have a spare tank. You've got, you—I mean, what do you do? You conk out twenty miles from the nearest charging station. You are completely at the mercy of the government. Okay, and all right, I ladies and
1: gentlemen. They say a new COVID coat has emer- or cult has emerged. You know what they're called? The Branch Covidians. Just thought I'd kind of tell you that kind of interesting. COVID Con, ladies and gentlemen, the COVID Cult. You got the climate change cult as well. They're going after us to take away our liberty with a religious fervor, aren't they, ladies and gentlemen? Becky Akers in seconds.
0: With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show.
1: All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Peggy Aker, Sam Bushman on your radio. So you know this, they've turned everything into a cult. They really have. This education disaster in your government schools, critical race theory is a cult. You don't believe in it, and they're literally ready to destroy you over it because you're violating the cult. You can't get out worse than the hotel of California? Okay, whether it be critical race theory, that's a cult. You got the COVID cult going on now, ladies and gentlemen. You've got the climate change cult going on right now. You've got the cult of perverted sex and transgender and everything else going on. And every one of this is satanic driven cult stuff, folks. It leads you away from Christ. It creates confusion. It creates fear. It's And these cultists love that because that's how they control you, Becky.
2: Oh, that's absolutely true, Sam. Um, is how governments have controlled people, and government really is nothing more than a cult, okay, especially since Karl Marx turned out his twaddle. Um, people believe in government against all evidence, okay? You can show them how destructive government is. You can put up a list of World War II casualties and ask them what gun, over has, gun owner has ever achieved, that kind of slaughter, and yet they will continue to insist that government is beneficent and that private gun owners are a threat to all our lives. I mean, these are people sunk in a cult. And so, yes, absolutely, government is a cult, and it operates by fear, by instilling fear in people in terrorizing you, Um, you know, it it used to be that you went to war to terrorize people or you used the CIA to foment terror in different countries. Now the federal government has turned against its own people and it is terrorizing us and attempting to brainwash us. Um, One of its favorite tactics, Sam, is creating a, quote, crisis that it then presents to us as something it can save us from. COVIDCon con is a perfect example. And that they want like you to believe the lie it. that
1: only it can save us from that, too. That's part of the Hegelian dialectic dishonest communist lie, right?
2: That's precisely correct. Um, they've done it with COVIDCon. con They're doing it with climate change. They create these crises. They, they dream them up out of whole crop a lot of times. Uh, Fauci was working overtime with his gain of function research to produce uh, the coronavirus. Uh, he broke numerous laws, and yet he's running around free, while a patriot like Melissa Hansen is languishing in a cage someplace. Um, he's tortured dogs. Okay, he killed a number of orphans in New York City back in the 1980s by trying out experimental AIDS remedies on them, injecting them against their will. These corpses were recently found in a mass grave. I don't remember. I think it was in Queens. Okay, why isn't this homicidal maniac on trial for murder? These children were tied down if they refused to take their medicine, and it was injected into them through feeding tubes. Can you imagine any more inhumane way to treat helpless orphans if our hearts don't break over that if we don't swear to almighty god that we will avenge those innocent victims we can expect no less than the retribution he dealt out to ancient israel
1: i agree with that i also agree with though you know trading um pizza for vaccinations to little teeny kids the little kids going i love my teacher Mommy sent me to my teacher because my teacher's teaching me to do good things and to be a big boy or a big girl and to be an adult. And if my teacher wants me to trade, a, get a vaccine for pizza, well, pizza's good and my teacher's good and it must be good. And, and it, so it's a violation of trust. It's adding insult to injury. It's a stab in the back. To these parents who I don't think they should have put their kids in the government school in the first place. I mean, after all, it's the ten plank of the communist manifesto. Compulsory education is disastrous. You should have known that from the start. But I still feel like it's it's an absolute betrayal. It's almost worse than holding people down and doing it because it's 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 preying on the trust uh, of little children, uh, misplaced trust, for sure. Uh, but you think about it. I'm not sure which one's worse. They both seem equivalent to me, Becky.
2: You know, they're they're crimes however we look at it. But, again, how can a parent – I mean, the atrocities that public schools inflict on their students are well-known at this point. Not only these tricks to get kids to take a jab against their parents' will and against their own will if they were truly informed, but other things such as stationing armed cops in schools that will roughhouse kids and manhandle them when they just act like little boys always do, okay? What about forcibly medicating them with Ritalin and all of this garbage that poisons their bodies? What about filling their heads with evolutionary theory and convincing them they're no better than animals? And then we wonder why there are so many delinquents out there, so many kids that are rampaging and and have no regard for human life or their neighbors. Uh, What about filling their heads with other nonsense, such as government is really a great thing and you need to support it, okay? If you are a parent, you have a God-given responsibility to educate your children yourself. If you are not willing to undertake that task, you ought not have kids, Okay, You have absolutely no right to expect other people to foot the bill for your kid's education, to, to take up the slack where you're unwilling to go. No, it is your responsibility, and one day you will stand before God and you will explain why you shirked that duty.
1: And what's fascinating to me is everybody's applauding these parents, you know, for getting down to the government school, you know, the school board and everybody's faces and taking on teachers and getting after it and everything else. And I just think all they're doing is begging their government overlords, their government babysitters uh, to go ahead and, and quit teaching my kids perverted sex. Please stop teaching them hostile race lies. Please quit forcing them to take vaccines and please quit preying on my children, but yet they leave their children in the school, ladies and gentlemen. They don't want to take real action, which is never let a government thug educate your kid ever, which is where I've always been. I've got eight children. I've never let a government thug educate one of them. Never have, never will. Okay, but look, these parents, I mean, I appreciate they're trying to stand up, but they're all wrong in their uh, tactics, in their uh, look. You can't trust these. Th- well, they're like, we'll put cameras in the classrooms. Then we can watch our teachers teaching perverted sex and whacked out race lies and forcing vaccinations and all these other climate change lies and teaching our children to be flat out socialists and communists. And, you know, we can put a camera in there, have a, a baby cam and watch everything that goes down. OK, you children are being destroyed. You parents are being flat out lied to and manipulated, if you think that you can watch them or file a complaint and stop this, you're wrong. It's so pervasive, so in your face, so hostile now. If you can't get your kids out of government school, you'll never take your country back, Becky.
2: Oh, I couldn't agree more. Um, Government schools are nothing but propaganda mills. Uh, Anybody who investigates the history of education in the United States is going to be in for a lot of surprises if he thinks that education was ever about teaching kids facts. It was from the beginning a calculated attempt to produce what Horace Mann called good citizens. They would uh, fill the the, uh, numerous jobs at the emerging factories that were just getting into their own when Mann was writing. Um, And he's very upfront about this. He would teach them to be compliant and biddable, and obedient to government. He's, again, very upfront about that. It's not like you can read his writings and not understand what he's saying. I am astounded at how many parents will entrust their kids to a system like that, a, a godless system set up to produce automatons. Why are we doing this?
1: Get your A kids system that out rejects entrepreneurship? entrepreneurship independent thinking, critical thinking, uh, etc., they jettison all that on the altar of their communist agenda, which is to make good, obedient, global citizens who kowtow to tyranny. That's what they're really creating intentionally, so they've been doing it for nine to a hundred years in this great country.
2: It's really shameful, Sam, and again, I go back to why are we tolerating this? Why haven't parents stood up against compulsory education laws? You know, again, that is a communist idea that all kids should be collectivized. There's been numerous studies done that show that people in large aggregate groups react and basically abandon their morals if enough of the group around them Uh, jettison's morals as well. Okay, so we are generally human nature is such that it wants to follow the herd. This is a very bad tendency. Um, We need to understand that grouping kids together in schools and forcing them to go along with their peers is satanic. It's an excellent way to defeat personal morality And um, it's just diabolical to do this to innocent little kids.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, the good news is God lives. He has not forgotten his children. And we, the people, male and female, as God ordained, can turn to him. And as we do, we can receive incredible blessings as we repent, as we turn to God and family for solutions, ladies and gentlemen. If we remain free by keeping God's commandments, We will have no need for government to try to force us with a gazillion commandments. The solutions are very simple, ladies and gentlemen, but it takes a lot of guts. It takes a lot of humility. It takes a lot of faith. It takes a lot of forgiveness. It takes a lot of dedication uh, to not only educate this way, to teach the ideal. Uh, We live in the real, though, and our goal is to make the real closer and closer and closer to the ideal. As we live our lives, as we live together as husbands and wives. A male and female credit he them uh, with a natural, God-given, God-ordained family, the fundamental unit of society. In there lies the solutions, ladies and gentlemen. If you expect to solve it in Washington, you'll never get it done. If you expect your local bureaucrats who are elected and seek for power as well uh, to protect you and save you, forget it will not happen. Ladies and gentlemen, government has a very limited proper role. Uh, and when we let it grow beyond its bounds, just like the fire, destructive as all get out. Uh, And so the reality is, ladies and gentlemen, we got a lot of work to do. And whether you agree with Becky and you're an anarchist, you say no government, or you agree with Sam and you say very little government, constitutionally speaking, or wherever you lie on the spectrum, ladies and gentlemen, you know what? Think through this. Find ways that you can participate in the solutions. I've literally never put any of my children in the government school and never will. I've saved the taxpayers millions of dollars. And none of my kids are subject to the propaganda and perversions taught in the compulsory education communist system they call public school, but really it's government school. Okay, none of my children have been subject to that. You might say, Sam, you can't fix the world by three o'clock. I agree, but what I can do, I will do. Whether I agree or disagree with you on every point, I agree with your right to think it, say it, and believe it. This is America, not China. And ladies and gentlemen, God family shall set us free. The solutions are easy to understand, a little more difficult to implement, but the real solutions can be done on an individual and a family basis. You don't even need to make a law or twist the arm of a bureaucrat to get it done. The commandments of God are the solution. Becky, thank you so much.
2: Thank you, Sam.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, get Becky's books. They're incredible. Abducting Arnold's one of them, so look for Becky Akers, Abducting Arnold. The other one is called Hailstorm. Becky Aker's Hailstorm. Get them today. They make phenomenal Christmas gifts. God save the republic.